A quick warning before we begin, our episodes are made for adult ears, so do expect to hear some swear words and occasionally some adult themes. Oh, one more thing while we're at the warnings, a note on sound quality. These episodes have been produced by us in isolation. They're not made in our usual studio, so they don't sound as slick. But bear with us. I promise you the content is worth waiting around for. Hey, Daisy, can we make some podcasts? Yeah, we've got so much time on our hands. Sounds good to me. Every day we could bring a good and a bad news item, what's keeping us going, what's making us blue, and then we'll try and get as many guests as we can. Stunning. Let's do it. (laughs) This is Roisin Bevan and you're listening to Harness, Isolation Diaries. How are you going, Daisy? I'm all right. How are you today? I'm good, actually. I've been embracing doing nothing. I'm so glad. I had one of those days yesterday where every time I looked at the clock, an hour had passed. It was so quick. And I was like, ah, I can't cope. Maybe this is what prison is like. Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> I'm good. So you're doing bad news today? I was initially going to talk about Trump at a press conference today. It was the most bizarre thing. January 30th. What did your administration do in February for the time that your travel ban bought A lot. A lot. And in fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. We did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. Every time she would try and speak, he was just so down her throat. No, wrong, you're wrong. He's a fucking internet troll for a start. He actually might be a real-life human troll. (laughs) I think that's probably true. um, Those dolls that had the tufty orange hair. He is basically one of those, isn't he? And have you ever seen Trump and one of those dolls in the same room at the same time? You know what? I haven't. I was going through other articles and I came across an opinion piece on The Guardian from an anonymous mental health worker and they were talking about the impact coronavirus is having on the mental health world it's kind of put people who were on mental health wards and in those kind of situations just so low down on the list and they were saying that they're not a priority they have limited ppe we're we're scared because we're locked into spaces with people who find it almost impossible to physically distance a lot of their therapy and kind of work that they do is in a group context Uh, So obviously that's all eliminated. Visits um, from family members are eliminated. They can't leave and go and see, you know, there's no sense of freedom anymore. And it's even puts even more pressure. Anyway, uh, they said all but essential staff are working from home. Only medical staff remain. And as more self-isolate, we are less able to deal with volatile situations on wards that were woefully understaffed to begin with. Very bad news week. Sorry. So this is actually not COVID-19 related, but on the Humans of New York page, which is just a delightful, delightful page. Do you follow that, Daisy? Oh, I mean, we we all started following it back in the day because the pictures are beautiful, aren't they? And they always have the lovely little stories. This is a post from his page. I won't read the whole thing, but I will just give you a little insight. This guy grew up near Harvard and education wasn't really a priority in his family home. And he ended up becoming a carpenter and he would work on the Harvard campus 
and he started to get this niggling feeling, this hunger within him to have more education and to study at that higher level. And he photo maps like his journey. And then the final video is him in lifetime opening up his email to see whether he was accepted into Harvard or not. And I will play that clip now. Congratulations. I'm pleased to offer you admission to Harvard Kennedy School class of 2021. Oh my god. <laughs> I got in! I got in! Oh my god. So, isn't it so beautiful? There's one other COVID-19 related good news story very quickly. There was a couple featured on the Australian ABC News Instagram today. We should be getting married today, but instead we went to work for you, so stay at home for us. So they're two healthcare frontline workers who would have been getting married today, but they had to cancel their wedding because of COVID-19. And it was a very sweet story and accompanied by a very sweet picture of them kissing in front of the ambulance. Oh, bloody good on them. Thank you to that wonderful couple. Should we check in on some of our friends and followers of the podcast now? Yes, let's do our ISO whip around. Hi, I'm Roshane's sister and I'm in isolation with four guinea pigs, my fiancé and our unborn baby. My hormones are so outrageous that I spend my days fantasising about where I will bury my fiancé's body and that makes me feel better. And if I can't get a grocery delivery slot in the next two weeks, I'm going to start eating the guinea pigs. Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm isolating with my housemates. I'm feeling a little anxious, if I'm honest, but also just very positive about the opportunity uh, this presents to, to take stock and, and reflect. I'm entertaining myself with books um i've got an infinite amount of days left in me before i crack um i think we've got to sort of just take a sort of marathon mentality into this and 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 really push ourselves to to hold on to a, a sort of a, a positive outlook and and i'm enjoying just the, the the time with people um my housemates mainly obviously because <laughs> I'm isolating with them. Um, I'm enjoying that time. Uh, and I'm enjoying the time I get to, uh, I've been spending with people on on Zoom meetings and, and um, the time I've spent talking to people that I wouldn't normally spend talking to them. Hello, I am Rachel. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say my surname then, but I think that's probably a bit formal. Um, so I'm Rachel. Um, and I am a... Uh, I think you mean profession here, but I was about to say, I am a mess. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a writer, I'm an actor, I'm a creative tutor, I'm a hustler. Um, and yeah, I'm isolating in London with my boyfriend at the moment. Uh, I'm feeling very reflective, I guess is probably accurate. I'm generally feeling very small and like insignificant. Uh, in a good way and like the way that you're connected to everyone in the world and everyone matters just as much and, and all of that um, but also frightened <laughs> I think that's an important one I'm generally frightened uh, and I think it would be mad not to be I'm entertaining myself with writing as much as I can uh, but not putting too much pressure on myself I watch a lot of true crime like an unhealthy amount 
Um, drinking, again, probably an unhealthy amount. Um, I think, you know, the rules have changed with the lockdown. I mean, no one's told me the official drinking rules, but I feel like the limit should go up. Um, and playing Scrabble. Uh, me and my boyfriend play a lot of Scrabble. Um, and also staring into space, you know. Why not? Um, I have got oh, <laughs> zero days I guess, left in me before I crack, because I think that I'm cracking just like a little bit every day, like gradually. Um, but also I'm I'm generally, I've always been an anxious person. So actually I, it's odd, but I feel well equipped to deal with this level of anxiety because I've like had catastrophizing thoughts for as long as I can remember. So actually I think my cracking levels are okay. I don't feel like I'm a ticking time bomb. Um, I am enjoying my boyfriend being home every day. It uh, feels like we're back in university where we met, which is really nice. Um, but the worst part for me is um, is the un- just the uncertainty of everything. Um, like, I'm uncertain of when I'll see everyone again. I'm uncertain of if my work will be the same. Um, and money and lifestyle and, and if the world will ever be the same. It's just all, it's all quite blurry, isn't it? So today on the podcast, we have Annalise Dent, who we're so glad to have on because she's hilarious and completely honest. She is a podcaster and a writer. Her podcast that is airing at the moment is called Divorce Story. So please do check it out. She's also uh, co-hosted a podcast called The Queen Sesh Overshare with Constance Hall, who you might know of. She's also a Rafiki warrior and ambassador. So if you don't follow her already, make sure after you listen to this to head over and follow her Instagram. I hope you enjoy. You absolutely make us laugh on social media and particularly in these really strange, odd times. And I noticed yes. in your email to us, you described yourself as an isolated extrovert. So yes. how, how are you coping? Not very well. Really? I know. And, and, and you know, it's funny because I, I always... Um, I try not to be really grim on Instagram. I feel like there's enough grimness. And one of the things is I do have black humour. I, I, I find the funny in the dark in the dark stuff. But I have my moments where I really am rock, rock bottom. And um, I'm not used to being at home all the time. Mm. I'm, I'm not a homebody. You know, you know how introverts are like, oh, it's great. I'm just pottering around doing crafts and sewing. <laughs> and I just love like the downtime. And I'm like, no. I'm bored out of my fucking brain. Do you have a routine at the moment? Are you finding any kind of structure or? Um, well, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Um, so my condolences. Fun. Thank you. Thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's tough because it's really gendered. But boys in particular, it's like having kelpies in a cage. They oh are not meant to be in a little inner suburb house with a tiny strip of pavers to play on um, and we, we get out like once or twice a day for a scoot but um it's not the same Who have you been isolated for i think this is our third week so we're going into our third weekend yeah and what are the restrictions like in sydney at the moment is it similar to other parts of australia is it more intense in each state of australia is it different i think it is actually i think there's slightly varying laws but because the scott morrison our prime minister is actually giving the the top line where it varies are things like 
the schools and education. So I think there's mm-hmm. like little tweaks of things, but basically the message is essential travel only, which is to supermarket, pharmacy and or exercise. They've now closed the West Australian border, so you can't enter West Australia from uh, the eastern states. Are they closed? I know. Any I don't think the New South borders? Wales borders, no. I, I don't believe so. I think WA has that beautiful remoteness about it and finally Perth being the most isolated city in the world is coming into its own. And you're from Perth, aren't you? Yeah, I am. That's kind of bittersweet for me because, you know, like in my days where I'm not being funny and, you know, hanging shit on my husband, you know, I think about, well, if one if someone I know dies, other than... It not being in the top 10, like if it is someone I'm very close to, a, an immediate family member, I won't be able to go to the funeral. And you can't help but think like that because it's the reality. Yeah, and yeah. And, you know, two things. Yeah, exactly. So I think that kind of stuff is when it gets um, scary. And I actually read this cool article by the Gottman Institute and they're all about, um, like I love his, he's a psychologist mm. and he's just beautiful with his relationship stuff. But he uh, he did this article about, what we're feeling right now, which is almost like a permanent state in waves, is anticipatory grief. And I didn't really pronounce that right, but I can't say it, so I have to over-enunciate it. But it's almost like you're anticipating grief that hasn't happened, which we don't really do in everyday life, unless we might go, oh, imagine if one day my parents died and you get that sort of visceral feeling in your chest about something that hasn't happened, but that is likely to happen. And that's what we're experiencing all the time. As someone who also said that they don't see their husband that much, how are you and Clarence going? Yeah, it's really weird because he has always had a a job that requires long days away from the house and travel. And so I've always lived away from family, even having young babies. I've been very independent with my time and the kids and then the kids have been in daycare and school so it's just like the four of us spending this much time even on weekends weeknights there's kids activities there's he plays squash he does cricket I do Mm. whatever I do which is weird we've never spent (laughs) this much time at all we're not like the people that sit around and do family activities we're social butterflies all of us look I've had a really rough, rough patch in in my marriage. So I feel like this is not as bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's early days, so maybe check in in a month. But um, I feel like the stuff that we're fighting about, which we are, it's very superficial niggle. Like it's not real. And then, like, we'll realise how stupid it is and laugh at this point. Mm I see you guys as a very strong couple for that very reason. Like the fact that you can kind of have that relationship where when you can fight so openly or criticise each other in play, Mm. it does show like a certain amount of safety. So when I see you making jokes at Clarence's expense, which are fucking hilarious, I never think that's a dodgy couple. I think that is a rock solid couple because she knows she can turn to the internet and go, could you check out his fucking breathing, man? And every I thought it was just the noodles <laughs> and soup. But now like we had sushi. We, I made sushi last night and he was somehow slurping sushi. I, I just I've never okay. noticed this Look. about him. Yeah, like <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it, that like the smallest thing you're just like 
you were literally the worst person on the planet and we're in the house. What's your main, what's your main thing that you fight about in lockdown? It would be small. Our most recent fight was about a UV light for the bearded dragon that I panic purchased. <laughs> oh yes, I want to hear about the bearded dragon. Sorry, we need to hear about it. Yeah, so I panic purchased a bearded dragon for my so son. So what is it? bearded dragon is not a euphemism what what is it it's like a giant lizard that um is has spikes all over it it's a reptile what's it where did you get it i got it off gumtree and because i got it i got it from someone that didn't want it anymore so the whole setup and the tank and everything (laughs) was much cheaper and because it was a panic purchase and i'm trying to be good with money at the moment because i don't know when my next paycheck's coming in because i'm freelance Mm. Um, then I realised that the guy I bought it from didn't have a UV light. Now, reptiles and bearded dragons um, that aren't nocturnal, if they don't have a UV light, and I'm being quiet in case my son hears, they get like bone disease, they're lethargic, they have a loss of appetite, and this poor fucking thing has never had a UV light. Anyway, so I bought one today, it arrived, and I had said to Clarence, look, can you just do the UV light? I don't my brain at the moment measurements i can't process i've got covid lobe and he's like yeah yeah and he's like yeah get this one so then i was like oh, okay so i went on the internet and i bought it and arrived today finally and it was just a fucking globe there was nothing to like stick it into there was no wire it was like if you bought a light bulb from the shop <laughs> we just argued about what we should do about it we used talking about the idea of projected anxiety so like all your anxiety right now is going on to the bearded dragon were you saying yes. that? Did I make yes. that up? No, no, I've said that because now instead of actually worrying about real things like losing jobs and my husband, you know, losing his job or me losing, well, not getting any more work and then us not being able to pay rent or getting sick or people we know getting sick, like the normal stuff, everything I've now projected into this bearded dragon because if, if this thing dies, it will shatter my son's soul that is what is keeping me up at night i can't imagine having kids right now it feels like an extra challenge homeschooling having kids around 24 7 whilst you're trying to work and fit everything in is horrendous so i wrote an article called i hate homeschooling and i wrote it in a really angry moment so it's quite charged i hope like the school doesn't read it it was it was a really ladled with emotion and I'm actually okay at the moment, but at the time I really wasn't. I was in the I was in the um, the anger stage of homeschooling grief. Now yeah, I'm in fair acceptance. Enough. Do you subscribe to the kind of wellness and meditative and positive thoughts school, or drink away your feelings, or a bit of both? Yes, I see mm. she's raising a glass. I just had a sip of my wine. Um, <laughs> honestly, probably having one alcohol-free day a week. Um, I mean, that's, that's impressive. Great. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. No, but it's not great because I, I usually try and have at least four because, yeah. you know, I have gone into patterns where I drink too much and that's my one of my weaknesses. But I just feel like end of the world kind of, yeah. kind of trumps, yeah. trumps AFD. It's just boredom. This sounds terrible and this is the reason that you shouldn't drink, but it does soothe an anxiety, that, that underlying stressy kind of yeah. anticipatory grief that I, I talked about. It does dull that. I know that sounds awful and that's not, it's not what you should do because it probably makes it worse the next day and all that, blah, blah, blah. For the extroverts out there who completely relate to what you're going through, 
what do you think that they can cling on to right now to that sense of hope? I don't have a sense of hope. I, I, the thing that's getting me through, because if you think about extroverts, it's not, we're not just show offs. We actually get energy from connection. So having human connection face to face for an extrovert and being around people and being sociable is energy. Um, so what I've been doing, cause I can't have that. And my, I don't get that from my husband. I just, I don't, but I have been doing lots of like apps, uh, like house party, zoom calls, chatting with friends, WhatsApp groups, just staying very connected, phone calls, FaceTime, all that kind of stuff. And then the other weird thing that I did, we live in uh, a block where I've got, it's probably about from the front door to the front gate is about two meters. So it's a social distance meter edge and I've put a little bench seat out there and then most of the weekend or in the afternoons, the sun hits there, I'm out the front. So when the neighbour comes home from work, I'm like, hi, hi. Like, hey, how are you finding this? And I literally harass people as they're walking past me and make them talk to me and it has been a game changer on the weekends. I feel even though it's sad and miserable, I get that sense. And also because I, I live on the way to a shop. So often like someone I know, which is like the highlight, is walking past. I'm like, yeah. hey, stop, stop. <laughs> two away. Let's, we're on the way to the shop. It's essential. We're distant. We're legal. You can even just sit out the front of your house and even if it's a neighbour coming home from work. I know that sounds really sad, but it's actually nice. It's beautiful. Well, this can bring us together in like a really nice community kind of way and even it's so funny being in London because you would never say hi to someone on the street and now I'm doing it and I'm loving it and I'm like hi I had this old lady look at me like I don't know you come on you know we're all giving it a go and it's it's nice well thank you so much for talking to us it's been lovely to hear your point of view and it's nice to hear someone who doesn't necessarily have to give lip service around how great I'm doing but just yeah. being honest like actually I'm not no, doing I'm not, so I'm great not, it's hard I mean some so at some points I am mm -hmm. and then at yeah. some points I'm really not and I just think that's okay mm. yeah we appreciate you. your honesty and your words thank you for talking to me I mean do we have to end like this has been the highlight of my day <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of Harness Isolation Diaries we are proud friends of Rafiki Moema and the Carly Ryan Foundation. Both of these charities work tirelessly to protect young people from harm. Information about both charities will be in the show notes. If you would like to share your story of isolation, we would love to hear from you. On our Instagram page, you'll see a little proforma for some prompts about how you can structure your voice note, though feel free to get creative. Whatever you come up with, please email it to projectharness at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. You're really, really important to us. Please continue to share, like, subscribe, all that wonderful, wonderful stuff. Bye.